The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hello, friends. Thank you for coming back and joining us as we take a couple more minutes out of our day this week in God's Word. And we're glad you join us, whether you're watching this in video format on Facebook Facebook or YouTube, or whether you're listening to this in audio format. We just appreciate the uh, privilege to be part of your day. If you're following along with us, we are still working through Matthew chapter 26. Uh, We are at the point now where um, Judas officially betrays Jesus, and we see Peter kind of going out in defense, and so they're coming to the end, and this, what has been building up for three years of ministry, what Jesus came for, the ultimate purpose to go to the cross, to pay for the sin of mankind. Uh, This final step is in process. We're coming to the end of pretty much a week after what's known as a triumphal entry. And now we're going to look at and really get to learn a lot over the next several episodes about our disciples, about the thinking, about Jesus, and really what the whole purpose of this was. And again, I do find the timing ironic as, as, as this is being posted and recorded in time. It's Christmas time at the recording time here. So to me, it's intriguing. Those who are watching this uh, as they come out, uh, that on Sunday we talk about Christmas, but on during the week we're walking through the crucifixion because they really work together. That Jesus came for the purpose of going to the cross to purchase our sin. So at least in the timing of the recording of this, I find it to be intriguing. Matthew chapter 26, verse 47, while he was sp- still speaking, uh, Judas, one of the twelve, came and with him was a great cloud with swords and clubs and the, for the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he who betrayed him had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I shall kiss is the man. Seize him. He immediately came to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Then they uh, they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Immediately one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the uh, the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. So here is just the background, what's going on. We know that Jesus uh, warned that one of the men would betray. Uh, Judas had already begun the process of this betrayal. He was looking for an opportunity. Judas, uh, becoming aware of what was going to take place next, left and went and told the man, I know where he's going to be, let's go. I find it intriguing that Judas comes, he goes, the one I'm going to kiss, that is the one, and they kiss in the cheek, and in the Jewish culture, it was a sign of friendship, kinships, and so he would walk up and really show, and, and Jesus knew what was going on, please understand that. So in that, Jesus allowed this to take place, and it is amazing to me that in the midst of the betrayal, Jesus was still willing to hold on to a friendship, and that still amazes me, and that Jesus allowed this to happen. And, and then immediately, Jesus looks right at him and said, friend, why have you come? Now, he knew exactly why he'd come. He was at, really waiting for Judas to explain. And I love the fact that Jesus, he, te- he does something that a lot of counselors teach. It's a wise thing. There's no accusation. There's no judgment. L- explain yourself. When you ask a question, you challenge people to explain themselves. When you accuse somebody, they defend themselves. And so he asked a question, giving Judas a chance to explain himself. The problem, when you defend yourself, you're the victim. When you explain yourself, well, then that's literally it. You have to explain yourself. And Jesus was wise in this, and he asked the question. And now Judas is kind of stuck with, well, I'm here to betray you. Now, please remember, Judas never truly 
embraced Jesus as the Messiah. He was really a meal ticket, a way to make money, a way to get power. And when it became clear that it wasn't going to happen, Judas is walking out. And that's where this came. This way I can make money. I'm still going to get what I came for this purpose. At least that's how I, I perceive it. Well, then uh, they go to take Jesus, they arrest him, and Peter jumps out and grabs a sword. Now, a lot of people, we, we talked not that long ago about the idea that Peter says, if all, if all deny you, I won't. Um, and people like to go to the cross or where Jesus is at the fire and he's warming his hand and he denies Jesus three times as was um, prophesied and, and uh, ends up doing exactly what Jesus said. I, I want to mention a couple things. And, and even then people argue he followed afar off. He still followed. Most of the disciples ran away. Jesus still followed. Um, or excuse me, Peter still followed. In this case, Peter also grabbed a sword and went to battle. There's only a few of them there. Peter grabs a sword, goes. Peter jumped out with the desire to give his life for the cause. So I want you to catch that. He went out with the desire to give his life for his cause. That's why it's intriguing. When you go later, and we'll talk about this later, where Jesus asked the question three times, do you love me more than these? And at the end, he says, you will be carried to a death that you will not, you know, that will not be yours. One day you will give your life. And you know what he was saying? What you've always wanted, this, this opportunity to really make the great sacrifice, you will get that. So it's intriguing. It is intriguing that in this scenario, he was willing to do it. Later that night, he wasn't. And I think a lot of what happens was um, crucifixion's more brutal. I think Peter's still trying to figure out what's going on. You know, I'm, I'm protecting my Lord, but I'm also protecting my king. He's not going to become king. What's going on? And so there's just this transitional time, at least the way, the way I'm, I look at this myself. Look, look how Jesus responds. Peter grabs a sword, cuts off the ear. Malchus is the name of the man. He cut his ear off. Verse 52. Then Jesus said to him, put your, your sword back in its place, for all those who take up the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot now pray to my father? And he will at once give me more than 10 legion of angels. And how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that it must be so? So Jesus calmly puts a sword away. Um, we know that he heals the, the, the servant. And then he looks to Peter and he, and he just kind of asks a logical question. Do you not realize I mean, do you forget who I am? I, if you truly believe that I am Messiah, I am God, I am Jesus, if you truly believe that, do you not realize that at any point I can just call to, to God and he will send me thousands of angelic army, soldiers, will wipe out my enemy. And I can do that with just a simple prayer. They'd be there. In fact, they're probably around there waiting. You know, They could have, but they knew. He, he goes, these things must be so. He goes... I'm not being taken into custody because these men are asking. I'm not being taken into custody because I've done anything wrong. All of this is fake. This is God's plan. Yes, he's using the, the evil deceptions and lies of the people, but this is God's plan. This is prophesied. This must happen. Verse 55, at the same moment, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out against a thief to take me with swords and clubs? Daily I sat with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this was done that the scripture of the prophets might be fulfilled that all the disciples forsook him and fled. And that did happen. They all walked away. We know Peter followed at a distance, but there was, again, a level of prophecy. His followers ran, not realizing what was going on, thinking all the plan was gone. Uh, their own temples after them, which they knew was a potential. And they'd heard those things. And one of the, th I guess when I look at this, I see some things that are intriguing to me. First of all, Jesus, a Messiah, God who had done nothing wrong, was still willing to submit himself 
to the Heavenly Father. He had, you know, there was different roles. They're all God. But there was a, a submission to a spiritual hierarchy in God the Father, and Jesus was willing to submit himself to the plan of God the Father. It's intriguing to me. While God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are equal, they have different roles. And to submit themselves to others to, for this role. And to me, that's, that's, it's fascinating to me to see this, that Jesus, God, Almighty God, was willing to submit himself to the Father and say, I'm going to go for the love of the people, and I'm the one that, only one that can do this. I'm going to accomplish my purpose, God's purpose for me. And well, what we can learn, that if even Jesus is willing to surrender his divine nature to submit himself, well, how much more should we? But I love easy looks at them, and again, ask a question, because you guys come out here with an army like you're coming after a thief, like you, I'm, like I'm, you should be afraid of me. But the simple fact is this. You don't know who I am. I mean, I've been sitting out for years in the, in the, in the uh, courtyards with you. I've been out at the marketplace with you. He goes, at any point you could have taken me in. Why, why tonight? Why with an army? He's like, I'm, I'm a peaceful man. And, and it's just intriguing as you look at all of this that the way they even responded was excessive. And when you look at this entire story, you're going to see that. And I guess we just, when we finish this, the thought that comes to me is just the fact that Jesus knew what's going on. He had every ability to get out of it, but he chose this path. He chose the path to go through the punishment, to go to the cross, to be betrayed, to be humiliated, to be beaten. He chose all of those things. Why did he do that for you and for me? He chose that. He could have called down thousands of angels. He didn't. All of those things were true, but he chose not to. He did that for us. He did that because he loves us and to be obedience to his Father. But what a lesson that we can learn from watching and listening to Jesus and seeing his example he gave to us. Well, again, we appreciate the privilege to be part of your day and the time you've given us. Stick with us tomorrow as we jump back in and begin to look at this sham court that's about to take place that ultimately places Jesus on the cross. Again, thank you for your time. We hope you join us again tomorrow.